Hi, and welcome to episode 156 of the LDS Study Session with me, your host, Matthew Roberts. Today, we're going to continue with our Come Follow Me study uh, once again for the week. We're in October 28th to November 3rd, uh, 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus and Philemon. And uh, we're in the week uh, that is titled, Be Thou an Example of the Believers. Uh, we're looking today at the section that finishes off our study of Timothy, or 2nd Timothy, I should say, or both epistles of Timothy, uh, which is called Living the Gospel Provides Safety from the Spiritual Darkness, Dangers, Dangers of the Last Days. And this links to 2nd Timothy chapter 3, as I mentioned. Now, 2nd Timothy chapter 3 goes through a whole list of things. Uh, he talks about in chapter 1, this though also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. And then uh, we get an entire list in the next three chap, well, three to four chapters really, about things that and um, perils that we can find in the last days. Men who are lovers of the of their own own selves, uh, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. I mean, every single one of those. You know, we can look at that, indiv those individual ones, and look out in the world, and we certainly do see those uh, examples of those generally uh, in society today um you know i, I don't really have the time uh, in our study today to go into each and every single one but you know we do see all of these things we carry on in verse three without natural affection definitely truce breakers absolutely false accusers definitely incontinent now i do want to say something about that um Obviously, you know, we, we know the definition of incontinent uh, to mean one thing, I think, generally. Um, however, uh, in this case, it means without self-control. Uh, and I think that, again, when we think about the world today, there are certainly a number of people who are incontinent in that sense, without self-control. Uh, fierce, despises of those that are good. Um, yep, definitely. And then in verse 4, traitors, heady. Now, that was another one which caused me to have a look again at the footnotes, uh, and it says rash or reckless. Uh, and again, yeah, I'm, I'm sure we, we see that as we look about generally. Uh, High-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. And I think that that last one is a particularly pertinent one uh, for the last days. That um, There's certainly a lot more love for things which satisfy and meet the... Um, base needs and pleasures of, of people rather than their love for, for the Lord. Um, and then in verse 5, it talks about having the form of godliness and denying the power thereof. So again, you know, we we know in the world today that there's a lot of people that's, that proclaim what they believe to be truth, what they believe to be, you know, the case, what they, what they believe to be the qualities, really, of the Lord, what they believe to be knowledge, what they believe to be wisdom what they believe to be love what they believe to be um you know the way the world works uh so that in that in, in that sense they are they are preaching or proclaiming a form of godliness uh, but they deny the power uh, of godliness um in the october 2016 general conference in a talk called joy and spiritual survival um russell m nelson uh, said this Quote, these are the latter days, so none of us should be surprised when we see prophecy fulfilled. A host of prophets, including Isaiah, Paul, Nephi, and Mormon, foresaw what perilous times would come. 
that in our day the whole world would be in commotion, that men would be lovers of their own selves without natural affection, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, and that many would become servants of Satan who uphold the adversary's work. Indeed, you and I wrestle against the rulers of darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Close quote. Uh, really, that just sums everything in those verses up, that um, there is a clear moving away uh, from the truths of the gospel and, and from the truths of our Heavenly Father. Then we move on to verse 6. Now, I find this verse fascinating. Uh, it says this, But of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts. Now, it's an interesting context, that. Um, I'm not really sure, you know, personally, uh, the, the link to silly women, women laden, laden with lusts. But I do think there is a value in this phrase, creep into houses. Um, and of course, we know particularly in the past um, 20 years or so with the the advent or the introduction of the, the internet into, into con, 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 consumer homes where people can now access this um, worldwide knowledge um, in, in their very home, that this has become even more so. And actually, people would probably argue before the internet, when uh, television and all these things have now made it possible to bring in any sort of um, media or any sort of influence in the home that leads people away from the spirit, that is something which again shows a coming to pass or a prophecy coming forward and being um, fulfilled in the last days. Verse 7, we read about ever learning and never being able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Um, and I think that we understand that. In April 2015, General Conference Elder Kevin W. Peterson said this, quote, To heed is to give careful attention. Heeding those who do not believe in Christ will not help you find him. Searching hashtag spacious building for knowledge will not lead you to truth. It's not posted there. Only the Saviour has the words of eternal life. Everything else is just words. The large and spacious building symbolises the vain imaginations and pride of the world. In other words, distraction and deception. It's filled with well-dressed people who seem to have everything, but they mock the Saviour and those who follow him. They are ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. They may be politically correct, but they are spiritually lost. Close quote. And I think that we place a lot of emphasis and a lot of value on what someone says today if it sounds politically right or if they present it the right way. But we need to remember to look for truth through the Spirit. Obviously, learning and gaining knowledge of the world is not bad, and it's something that we are encouraged to, to seek learning from the best books. But we need to make sure we have that grounding in our spiritual faith and knowledge and foundation. Uh, to finish with, I wanted to have a quick look at the next verse, and this really doesn't have anything to do with um, the spiritual dangers that are in the world. Um, I think that's pretty clear. But of course, all the things that Paul has written to Timothy in the previous chapters, I believe, uh, you know, combats against the dangers in, in the latter days, about the hope and the faith that we can have and the uh, opportunity we have to study and to learn of things to keep our spirit strong. In verse 8, though, there is something very interesting mentioned. Uh, it says, Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. And it's interesting that Paul mentions these two individuals because... As I read about them and read their names, I thought to myself, I don't recognise those names in uh, in studies of Moses or 
in stories that I've seen, you know, about, about his life. And so I wondered, well, you know, where do we find them in the Old Testament? So the first place I looked was um, the Bible Dictionary, as I thought that would, that would be the most easiest place to find out straight away. Um, and it says uh, that they are Egyptian magicians who opposed Moses, mentioned by Paul, but not referred to in the Old Testament. So it certainly doesn't seem that they are actually mentioned by name in the Old Testament. And a further search online shows that they are not found in the Old Testament, which to me poses a question. If Paul is referring to these two specific individuals by name, then surely, if he's re referring to them by name, then he will have some sort of source that says that they were contemporary with Moses, that they were there at the time of Moses and that they contended against Moses. Um, otherwise, why would he be state them by name and say that they were resistant to the truth that Moses taught? Which then leads us to think, well, there surely must be other records or scripture perhaps that talk about these two individuals and their contention with Moses uh, in the Old Testament but we don't have those and that leads us to the further question if that isn't there does that mean that this that can that the scriptural canon is closed and of course uh, this as members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints we believe that the canon of scripture is not closed that God does speak to man in these latter days um, and that there may well be other instances that the Lord has spoken to other people in the world and shared, you know, that a testimony or, or the testament of our Saviour with others. And this seems to back this up, that those that state that the scriptures of the, Bi the Bible are all that we have, well, it's just simply not the case when you look at this verse. There are other things that were said. Now, of course, the argument might be, well, they were not meant to be in the scriptures or the, or the Bible as they are, and so therefore that's why it's closed now. Uh, but it just it does kind of pose that question of, you know, surely if that is not there, then there may be other things that we do not have, which maybe will come to light in future days. Uh, thank you very much for listening. If there's anything that you've been studying, please share so uh, at Matt S. Roberts 90 on Twitter or email at lestudysession at gmail.com. Thank you very much for your time. And until we meet again.